Hello, and welcome to Not the Podcast You Deserve. We don't know how or why you're here, but please don't leave. We love you. And while you're here, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Today, we're talking about Hollywood's enigma, Nicholas Coppola, or as you may better know him and both love and hate him, Nick Cage. Or Nicholas Cage, whatever you prefer. Hi, I'm Drew Allen. I'm Drew Coppola. I'm Kyle. We are three random guys who love watching movies and talking about them. Our tastes are barely above average, so if you're here to see Leaving Las Vegas, uh, then you're come to the wrong place. <laughs> We're going to talk about Nick's nine best movies as we see it. We've made our bracket and are ready to have them face off in our octagon. We are calling the Nick Cage. It's fantastic. It was really good. Kyle, why don't you walk us through the seating? Yeah, so we uh, we each got to pick our favorite Nick Cage movie. So uh, the the first Drew started off with The Rock at number one. Uh, number two, that was the other Drew. He came in with National Treasure. Uh, number three was my pick, Kick Ass. Uh, at four, we've got Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. At five, we've got Gone in sixty seconds. At six, we've got Raising Arizona. And then at seven, we've got Con Air, the classic. And then at eight and nine, we've got a playoff. Uh, that's going to uh, be consist of Face Off versus Leaving Las Vegas. The winner of the eight and nine seed is going to be playing The Rock in the first round. Perfect. I love how we're already assuming that people are writing this down so that they can play along. Yeah, yeah. It's already way too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely, they should be playing at home. <laughs> Check the link at the bottom of the screen for the download of the Nick Cage bracket. So, I think we go ahead and jump right in. We got to play the play-in game. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. First right? Uh, eight and nine face-off versus leaving Las Vegas. Mm. As I have seen the trailer to leaving Las Vegas, <laughs> and already know it's not going far. Uh, I'll probably spend most of my to- time talking about how awesome face-off is. So, w- with the ninth seed leaving Las Vegas, for those of you who may be big. Las Vegas fans, uh, mm. deeply crushed at home. Understand that <laughs> leaving Las Vegas really got grandfathered into this bracket. All right, mm. uh, he won an Academy Award for this movie. The only Academy Award Nick Cage has to show comes from this movie that has wildly been forgotten uh, for the most part. Right? It, yeah, it's Nick Cage doing minimal Nick Cage things. Uh, he's you say a, so. a raging alcoholic in the movie. He's not screaming a whole bunch, which is a classic Nick Cage thing. Mm. He's not making outlandish remarks like, we have to steal a declaration of independence, which is a classic Nick Cage thing. And he's not just like punching demons in the face or whatever the hell he did in the <laughs> mid-2000s. And that's the thing. It's like, it's like a very subdued Nick Cage, which is just like an entire, like, that could be a podcast in itself, like the antics of Nick Cage. Imagine if Nick Cage hadn't blown all his money and all he did was movies like this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I want to know. Also, we're not gods. We don't understand why Nick Cage has gotten the clout that he has. <laughs> I don't understand, like, this is an Academy Award winning actor Clearly. who tried a southern accent in Con Air, mm. which is in our top nine. I mean, <laughs> I'm amazing. not saying it's a bad movie. Yeah. i just saying I don't understand his career. 
Which I think brings us to the we got we'd be we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the Abed's portion in Community. Oh, absolutely. When he's when he's tasked for is Nick Cage a good actor or a bad actor, and he just like has a total meltdown. <laughs> his, his, he can't figure his out. His teacher if he's tells him bad. don't don't try. <laughs> right? It'll, it that drives is, lesser men insane. And that is greatness. It's one of my favorite episodes of Community. Yeah, Nick Cage, be. good or bad actor, and he just has the like Freudian total meltdown. Yeah. Just, yeah. So yeah. with Face Off meeting leaving Las Vegas, you're gonna take votes now. I'd also like to put put in a small blur before we get started. We haven't put Mandy on the list either. I know that's a really huge, uh, critically well, I don't even know critically acclaimed, but everybody's loving it right now. I know Nicolas Cage did a great job in it. Um, I don't think any of us have gotten around to seeing it yet. It's always it's on our to do list. It's one of those movies that we were like, oh yeah yeah, I'm gonna, I got to see that movie. But we just haven't gotten to yet. Nick Cage, if you're listening, we're sorry. We'll get around to Mandy ASAP. We have let you down. Uh, but as far as this movie goes, or this matchup goes, we've talked a little bit about leaving Las Vegas. He's playing a raging alcoholic who gets fired, lives in Las Vegas, meets a prostitute. Mm. Classic romantic. <laughs> the classic <laughs> fired guy meets the prostitute story. Dramedy? I I don't know. Uh, But on the flip side of that is Face Off. Let's talk a little bit about Face Off. Uh, This eight seed, in my opinion, got underseeded. I strongly disagree. I I think the committee missed this one. I think this was a strong candidate. Him and John Travolta playing themselves and each other. I I think... It's John Woo directing also. I don't want to downplay his influence in this movie. But I think it's really important that you have two of the craziest men in Hollywood playing each other. Mm -hmm. And so they get like one or two scenes to see how the other actor views that character. And then they're like, okay, so your character is this. All right. I see what we're doing here. I'm going to act that. So it's like a telephone game of Nick Cage and John Travolta, I wouldn't say one-upping each other, but trying to act through each other's lenses, which is beautiful. It's a- and then you get John Woo to throw doves and j- jump-diving double handgun action scenes. It's a game of cranium played by two crazy people, and it's fantastic. And we haven't even talked about them switching faces. <laughs> and that's a crux of the movie, <laughs> is the technology exists that we can literally switch your face with another human face. Not like a Mission Impossible, oh, we got really good masks. No. I physically take your face off. Yeah. And put it on my face. Do we know if this is before or after John Woo's Mission Impossible? Does it mean after? I think it's after. So John Woo was like, okay, I, I didn't get Mission Impossible two. You know, not everybody loves that, but everybody loves the mask thing. If we up the face game, let's <laughs> up the Annie. That's what it, that's what we need. That's what okay. it needs. That's what American needs. So much more sense now. And I feel like the big thing that y'all missed while talking about Face Off is that it's a bad movie. Mm. Yeah, that's how I feel about Face Off. And now we know why it's the ninth, eighth seed. Yeah, yeah. I did not there's, get a vote for Face Off. There. There's the low committee. So, show of hands, or I guess show of votes, because the listeners at home can't see our hands. Uh, <laughs> Drew, what do you say? Face Off, leaving Las Vegas. 
definitely going to go with Face Off. Kyle? Although I just said Face Off is a bad movie, I would rather watch that a hundred times than ever sit through Leaving Las Vegas ever again. So Face Off. I also am going to say Face Off. It's unanimous. Face Off Face Off moves on. Yeah. So now Face Off will meet The Rock in the first Ooh. round of the Nick Cage bracket. Ooh. I feel like since we're talking about this matchup, we might as well continue yeah. on with it. Um, oh, wow. The Rock, one seed. I, it, in my opinion, a strong one seed that will stand the test of time. Right. Whether it's a one seed because of Nick Cage or because of Sean Connery, who's to tell? Mm. But the movie itself stands up. The Rock is one of the greatest movies in the history of humankind. It's in the Criterion Collection. It's about to just destroy Face Off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's down. fair. I mean, it's pretty clear that's going to happen. I think I would be remiss if I didn't bring up kind of my opinion on it. And this is a Nick Cage movie list. Mm-hmm. We're talking about his best, the best Nick Cage movies. Yeah. I view The Rock as a Sean Connery film that Nicolas Cage is also in. I'm not saying it's enough of a knock to or face up is going to bring up the upset, but I do think it should be noted going forward, is it a Nick Cage film? Well, Kick-Ass and Into the Spider-Verse are on this top nine as well. I'm not going to say those oh. are Nick Cage films ooh, either. Ooh, that's a good point. I want to start this. I, I will say that I think The Rock is a Nick Cage, Sean Connery co-star film, right? Oh. Like, you don't get the full beauty of The Rock unless you get full neurotic Nick Cage. The scene with Nick Cage out. is in the cell, yes. and he's like, how in the name of Zeus's butthole did you... Like, that is... That should have been his Academy Award. Did you that get scene out of right cell? there. Because my previous one or current situation, maybe. maybe. That's a great scene. And Sean scene. Connery, cool and collected, Trade secrets, my friend. Okay. Like, that you, was okay. not a bad Sean Connery you need impersonation. The juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. Screaming, freaking out Nick Cage to even out cool and collected, just old ass James Bond, Sean Connery. And okay. then that scene at the end of the movie when he's got like the uh the, the thing, Rocket? the smoke thing. Oh, yes. And the he's flares. like holding over the jets. Yeah, the flare, that's what I was looking for. And the jets coming over, that's beautifully done. Michael Bay, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know it's Michael Bay because at one point there's just <laughs> Uh, a foot shot that circles them as the sun is behind the person and they just stand and there's the also sun like looking dramatic and just a 360 shot from like the bottom up there's also like a, like a three minute long explosion I'm pretty sure which is another and a huge car chase down mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah 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 down San Francisco right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's a really cool scene great movie so I'm gonna take a vote. Sean Connery just has like a million one-liners. Yeah, we'll the rock. I would like to, to be on record. I've been swung on this whole. Is the Rock a Nicolas Cage film? This juxtaposition of the cool and collected Sean Connery yeah. with the crazy Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. that's some dynamic. Yeah. acting right there. Yeah, I, w- I would watch The Rock too today. The sequel to The they, Rock? Did they make a sequel to The Rock? No, but I'm saying I would watch it right now. Oh, like, yeah, I, yeah, I need that in my life. I okay. need oh, just, I yeah, sign me up for that. I'd and let, let's not forget Ed Harris as a as a bad guy. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy. And John C. McGinley as a what? henchman. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was one of the, yeah, yeah, one of the uh, soldiers. Yeah, yeah. I need to you. watch this movie so, again. So, uh, The Rock, one seat, moves on. Do we even need to vote? Yeah. That, no, we don't. Blowout. No, we don't. Yeah, Blowout. Blowout. The Rock takes face off. In the first round, which will bring us to uh, the second uh, matchup, which would be 
uh, seed two versus seed seven, which is National Treasure versus Con Air. And wow, boy, am I torn. Wow. This has a chance for an upset, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, National Treasure, we, we got to start with the two seed. We got to start with the, with the strong mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. here. National Treasure, I think, started a new wave of Nick Cage. Right, uh, that it got a how young, so <laughs> it got a younger generation excited about Nick Cage. Okay, this was how I learned about Nicolas Cage. Oh man, this was my intro to Nick Cage, and I loved it every second yeah. of it. A treasure hunt with historical—I mean, not as big a deal for a twelve-year-old to see the Declaration of Independence or monuments, but. The idea of there being yeah. a treasure map on the back of the Declaration of Independence, how that's not in every single movie <laughs> after this movie's made, I don't understand. The amount of times that I hear someone say on a weekly basis, we're going to have to steal the Declaration of Independence is absurd. <laughs> when has that ever happened? Maybe I'm just running in the wrong group of friends. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good possibility. But it, it's because the line itself is so absurd mm-hmm. that it almost becomes common, right? That it, it's so outlandish that people use it all the time. Interesting. Wow, that's, that's beautiful. I'm, I'm with you guys. They, and they tried to one-up it in National Treasure 2, and they're like, we're going to have to kidnap the President of the United States. <laughs> Is that what happens in National Treasure yes. 2? Yes. I, I fell asleep you in that movie. Believe. Also, Ed Harris. Oh, wow. He's Nash- the bad guy. In National Treasure 3, I'm pretty sure they're going to kidnap God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We're going to have to steal God. Um, the best part <laughs> about... Maybe an SNL bit, so I don't know if we can use that. The best part about National Treasure, in my opinion, is Diane Kruger mm. from uh, Troy, and that's literally the only other thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I was like, did you know her name off the top of your head? No, I had to IMDb good, that. Good for you. Yep, and I typed in Troy. IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't even go to National Treasure's IMDb page. I went to Troy's IMDb page. My favorite part of this movie is that it convinced me, or it convinced a large portion of the population that Nick Cage was smart. That he knows history, right? That, that that he could get Diane Kruger in real life is just, it's just you gun, gotta gun to his head. No way, Nick Cage could name you five things about Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> what I love about National Treasure, it takes everything that fifth grade history teaches you, all those little mm-hmm. fun facts that a teacher thinks is interesting, mm-hmm. bifocal lenses, Declaration of Independence. A pipe in a, a ship lot of in Alaska. Think the Declaration of Independence okay. is interesting. I just okay. want to point that out. Okay, that was a bad example. <laughs> but well, have you? How, never mind. I'm not even going to go down the route. It's a fair point to bring up. Thank you. But it's clear to me that all of the plot points were chosen so that even a fifth grader could be like, "Oh yeah, I know what's going on." Yeah, that's awesome. That like I feel smart in this movie because it's referencing things that I learned in my English or history class that, as I've learned as I've grown up, are very rarely accurate. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will say one of the things that we, we've all touched on a little bit is that both of these movies, and we'll move into Con Air in a second, is that they all have really strong supporting casts. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy, what's the guy's name? Ben, right? Is that his name? The, in National Treasure? Yeah. That guy's hysterical. His name in the movie is Riley. That's Riley. That's I, right. don't know I don't know where he got Ben from. Justin Bartha. Riley. Okay. Riley's great. Yeah. He, his quips 
Yeah. Uh, like, just, is this guy how you guys feel all the time? Oh, feel all I take this in. That's great. Yeah. He crushes that. Yeah, mm. it's fantastic. He just wants a Ferrari. Like yeah. he great, yeah. great side character. I think he adds a dimension. Like Nicolas Cage. I think this move, this role was made for Nicolas Cage, and then the movie was built around Nicolas yeah. Cage, and What's that's that? why. I think it's the best. That was my. That's why it's my pick for my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. Is the first one I saw, and it was made for him. And then the supporting cast around it makes it better. And let's not forget John Voight and Sean Bean are both in this. Sean movie. Bean, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was trying to think of who the good like, guy's name was. Yeah. There, yeah, there's a huge supporting cast in this yeah. movie around Nick Cage that allows him to be the protagonist yeah. and uh, the guy from Bad Lieutenant. I can't remember his name on top of my head. There's another person um, in Bad Lieutenant. Is it Nick Cage? No, he's in Bad Lieutenant too. But. Oh, wow. um, it, that allow him to carry the movie. And yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. But they all make it, right? Right. Um, Con Air the same way. They're oh, wow. fantastic. So I would take the exact opposite approach oh, that you okay. just did. Because y'all were just saying about how great his supporting cast was that like let Nick Cage be Nick Cage. I think the exact opposite can be said for Con Air. Because Con Air has a great storyline. It is beautifully shot. There are some amazing characters. The only problem with Con Air is Nick Cage's character is so bad. And you can't take anything he says like seriously or like believe it for half a second. His horrible southern accent. Uh, so I feel like he's the worst part of Con Air. Um, and that just shows you how great of a movie Con Air is. That it might upset a great Nick Cage performance in National Treasure. That's my spiel. You guys go. Oof. Oof. I... The point I was making about Con Air is that there's a great supporting cast around mm-hmm. Nick Cage. Yeah. Whether or not he does great in that movie. Yeah. Right? Like, you've got John Malkovich, Steve Buscemi, John Cusack, uh, Danny Trejo, Dave Chappelle. Like, even guys that aren't just, like, fantastic actors, they're fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Lots of character acting in Con Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he tries. Nick Cage. He's trying to be a character him, actor, tries for sure. so hard to be a character actor. And when he does... Uh, I'm looking at the bracket. I keep thinking March Madness style. He's like a three-point shooter. That's like, man, when he's hot, <laughs> man, he's draining him. And then he'll also go 0 for 25. And you're like, damn, you tried. You tried so hard, Nick Cage. That's funny. Yeah. Um, I feel on that. And, and with Con Air, I think there was such a strong supporting cast. And like you said, a really good story, compelling. I loved it. And again... It's Nick Cage. You take everything he says with a grain of salt, right? Mm-hmm. Even when he's trying to be dramatic and he goes, put the bunny down. You're like, I'm <laughs> laughing box. and yeah. so serious. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm locked in. I know, I know. It's good. It's, this is a tough matchup. He is an enigma because he, like you said, he is crazy and like, <laughs> as three guys from Texas... It's, I didn't even know that he was trying to do a Southern accent. Yeah, it, I had to read on the internet that that's what he was trying I'm to do. Ninety-eight percent sure it says he's from Texas in the movie. That's awesomely oh, horrible. Alabama, I don't know. I think it, I think it is Texas. I'm ninety-eight percent sure. Man, I'll look it that's up. a bummer. If only yeah. we had something. That like mullet is fantastic, though. Let's good. let's be clear about that. And we're not arguing with that. <laughs> I don't think we can. But he, it was. I don't think anyone's missed a mark farther. <laughs> On accent alone, and I'm not saying that it's the only thing that makes up a character, but he's also an Academy Award winning actor, and so like I don't I, how I don't know how to judge him. Mm. I don't know. I can't judge him on 
because he's he, he's in so many movies is also a, an issue. A hundred, literally one hundred <laughs> IMDb credits. Like when he's off, he's so off, and that's a good that three point reference error analogy is really accurate. Because when he's on, I mean, he's asked, he's got an Academy Award, and that, and I mean, we obviously didn't get us very get him very far in this list. So we knocked that out round one, but. This is not Nick Cage shining in the movie. It's been clear. I think that's pretty clear. I don't need to spend any more time on it. But the rest of the movie is very interesting because, you, like you said, the rest of the cast, whenever they're on the, the screen, you are glued to the screen and you're yeah. loving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John Malkovich as Cyrus the Virus. Yeah. Greatness. One of the greatest bad guys in any I'm still action out. movie. I'm still yeah. creeped out by Steve Buscemi's character yeah. in the movie. He's... Yeah. He's like sitting down at the table with a little girl, and you're like, "Is he about to kill that Is little he girl?" Eat that girl? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, I I say interesting facts. I just looked up the Rotten Tomatoes just to see. Uh, Con Air has a 55 percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, "Oh, I bet National Treasure blows that out of the water." Would y'all like to guess what the Rotten Tomatoes score is for National Treasure? You tell me it's 75%. 46%. What is wrong with critics? Shut up. It's got 76% uh, audience score. Yeah, okay, okay. I could not believe it. That's the one I need. I don't care about critics. I need audience score. We're here for the people. Yeah. We're a podcast for the people. Is that the new name? Podcast for the people? I get it. Whatever. We're talking about (laughs) That's what Batman. Did you watch Batman Begins? (laughs) Or The Dark Knight? That's like. What the. What. The, our whole not the podcast you deserve <laughs> the podcast you needed do you feel it <laughs> <laughs> listen do we put this to a vote put it to a vote let's do it I, I really don't know where I'm going to go yet I'm, I'm going to be swayed by somebody uh, just don't I know I need to go first because I can't be the deciding yeah, factor yeah, I don't want to do it I vote Con Air great movie I'm going to go National Treasure it not just because yeah, it was yeah. my pick but if we're talking Nicolas Cage movies that's the Nicolas Cage movie. You, yeah. if you, when as soon as you, somebody says Nicolas Cage, you're like ah, Declaration of Independence, <laughs> and then maybe The Rock, Flair scene. It's a big one. Um, nowadays, he's in Mandy and Spider Verse, which I mean, one of those is on our list, and we'll get to that later. Raising Arizona is pretty big. All is that where is he vote. was trying to do? I don't know. Right. <laughs> Who's to say? Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> National Treasure. Just based on rewatchability, I'm going to say National Treasure. Ah, oh, okay. That's Ooh. fine. But it was close. Ooh. Yeah. It, I for a two Con versus Air. seven, that was close. I love Much Con closer Air. than The Rock versus Face Off. But I would watch National Treasure. I feel you on that. Rewatchability. Yeah. All the time. It, yeah. It's just a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas Con Air, you got to be in the right mood or you're going to get yeah. turned off by that mullet and accent. That's true. ASAP. Pretty quick. So next up would, would be. Uh, would anybody have thought that. A group of people could knock out both leaving Las Vegas and Con Air first round. Man, this is the world we live in. We are walking a tightrope. We are. We're trying to. We're trying to be trailblazers here, and on to the next round, which would be uh, Seed Three versus Seed Five, which is Kick Ass versus Gone in sixty seconds. This one's going to be really easy for me. It's guys. important to me that the people at home know that Gone sixty seconds is the five seed, and not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> Kick Not ass. by my choice. I Kick ass say. was my vote for the best Nick Cage movie, so I'd like to intro this one. Nick Cage always wanted to play a superhero. 
Uh, he got really close to filming a Superman movie at one point in time that got derailed. Uh, this was his chance to become a superhero in a film, and he plays. Uh, it's not Big Daddy. What's his name? Yeah. Is it Big Daddy? Yeah, it's not or Big Daddy. Daddy. It's Daddy. Something Daddy. And he just kills everybody, like in the worst ways possible, looking like Batman, kind of. Uh, but he just kills everybody. It's a great movie, and he is kind of—he's a sub character. Aaron Taylor Johnson is the uh, the main character. The little girl Chloe Grace Moretz or whatever her name is, she's awesome, and she's got like early foul mouth, and she's like nine, and she kills people with like katanas and stuff. All that to say, kick ass, great movie, my favorite Nick Cage movie. And it should wipe the floor with Gone in 60 seconds. Boom. I will rebuttal that by saying, first of all, I love Kick-Ass. I thought it was a fantastic movie. I thought it was really interesting at, at a time, especially right before like the big MCU superhero movies like really kicked off. This came out in 2010, so it was right at the beginning of this um, superhero big push because right before this like what we had the incredible hulk with eric banner that was god awful you know stuff like yeah. you know iron man fantastic had just four. come out stuff like that mm-hmm. fantastic four ghost rider you know whatever uh but kick-ass was fantastic it was a different take on superhero movies it made you feel like you know oh joe schmo anybody can be a superhero but it gave a real life feel to it it was mm-hmm. really fun i loved it Gone in 60 Seconds is oh, one of the best movies ever. <laughs> Again, another fantastic supporting cast. The story itself is compelling. Um, anytime you can get Timothy Oliphant to play like a little character in, in a movie where he still plays a cop, love it. Uh, <laughs> Timothy Oliphant, forever a cop. Anyway. Um, no matter which era. He is the like... Big brother who was a criminal but always had good intentions. You know, the criminal you root for. Mm -hmm. They try to make it almost like a George Clooney in Ocean's Eleven. It's like, oh, he's a bad guy, objectively, but you still like him. Only because of his profession. Like, he's a good guy at heart, but he's a bad guy because he's he's misunderstood. He's still going to steal 60 cars in 48 hours. And it's so great. Uh he comes back to save his little brother who got in with the wrong people. It, it's fun. It has a little bit of suspense. It's got a little bit of, um, you know, just the criminal underworld to it. Of like, oh, they use black lights for secret codes. But then it's also, it like pokes fun at itself. They've got guys who are constantly messing up. They let the dog eat the keys, you know, and they have to give it laxatives to try to get the car out. Somebody steals a car they shouldn't have stolen. It's got coke in it, and they've got to like try to like convince the cop to you know rev the engine and blow the coke away with the exhaust pipe it it's just fun mm-hmm. nick cage does a little classic nick cage thing where he freaks out next yeah. to the stereo while he's listening to lowrider and everyone's like what the fuck and they're like Shh, just let it happen like it's fair. i i love this movie obviously because <laughs> that was the most impassioned speech i've ever seen about gone in 60 seconds and that's the kind of stuff you can expect on not the podcast. I watch sure. it every time it's on FX, which is all the time. <laughs> which I think is where I'm going to come in, because I've only ever seen Gone in 60 Seconds when it's on TV, like midway through, and I'm like, there's nothing else on, I'll flip over here. And I can't turn away, I'm not going to lie, it catches your attention. <laughs> it's an exciting movie. It's fun to watch. 
it's good stuff. But I, I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm not huge for both movies. Uh, I think Kick-Ass was cool. I thought Nicolas Cage was perfectly cast in that mm-hmm. film. Um, him, I really believed him as Big Daddy is a, a father who's like tr- really trying to be a good father but doesn't really yeah. understand how to connect with a little girl. And yeah. so he's just being as honest as possible. I thought that was fun. He like shoots her like with like a slug when she's wearing like the... The Kevlar vest, he shoots her like three times in the chest. He's like, I'm just preparing you. you know? Yeah, great. he's training. And that, I I believe that. I also believed him as the cokehead car thief. thief. Not a cokehead. Point or note. <laughs> was he not? I thought you just said that he was blowing coke off. No, at one point, somebody yeah, stole, stole, stole You need to see the movie. It was the car that was stolen on accident on. because they had to steal 60 cars in four years. It was a stupid movie. Kick ass going to kick its ass. Well, let's vote. Do you want us to vote right now? Yeah, I want you to vote. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go kick ass. Bam! Kick ass. Sorry, Drew. Gone in 60 seconds is where it deserves to be out of the bracket for good. I should have I should have led the vote because I also am going to vote kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Were- that's so messed up, man. I just knew... You went on for like eight minutes. I knew God in 60 Seconds was not going to get the love it deserved. It needs a and it, it needs some sort of defense. But here's the deal. Kick-Ass is better because as a Nick Cage movie, Nick Cage was perfectly cast. He plays a crazy person, whereas in God in 60 Seconds, he's supposed to be like the cool dude like mm. out, who comes out of the shadows to save the day. It's like, that's never been Nick Cage. He yeah. is full frontal crazy from day one. <laughs> full frontal crazy. And you need to know that. Yeah. And Kick Ass was like, leans into it. They're like, this dude's insane, mm-hmm. but he wants to be good. Yeah, he's trying. He's but, trying really like, hard. But, and if God anything, damn, he's insane. That's a great analogy for Nick Cage as an actor. He's, he's trying, really, trying really hard. Really weird, but he tries so hard. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a tough matchup in the next round The Rock versus Kick Ass. Wow. Is All it? Right. Um. <laughs> Uh, our final game of the opening round. The four seed, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and number six, Raising Arizona. Oh, that's tough. So, Raising Arizona is a Coen Brothers classic mm. with uh, with Nick Cage with a different southern accent that's like easier to listen to <laughs> than when he Barely. was in Con Air. It's still not great. Right. But he, he steals a baby, and there's a great car chase, and it's just so awkward, like all Coen Brothers movies are. Yeah. But he is so great in it. And then uh, Holly Hunter is perfect yeah. in it, too. It's a really weird movie, but it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a, one of the Coen Brothers' first ones, I think. I'm not sure yeah, about that. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. Uh, but it's a great movie, and Nick Cage is Nick Cage in it. And that's all they wanted. They wanted him to be Nick Cage. It wouldn't be kind of weird and awkward and not to make a whole lot of sense as to what's going on. You're mm-hmm. just stealing a baby from a prominent person in the city and trying to get away with it. <laughs> and there's the dude from hell, the warthog from hell. Such an interesting role in that movie. Yeah. I, I just... It's like he's from a different movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the bad guy? Yeah. It's like he's from like an alternate universe, like a different movie, and he just yeah. kind of crept in at the last act. Lobo from DC. Yeah. Hopped in to a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, yeah. So, difference. Raising Arizona. Interesting movie. If you've never seen Raising Arizona, highly suggest. I will say, m- most Coen Brothers movies are... Low on my list. I don't love Coen Brothers movies. There's a few exceptions. Um, no Country for Old Men, fantastic. Um, 
But for every one of those, there's ten burn after readings that I'm like, wow. I'm with you. I didn't get burn after reading. Yeah. So I got raising Arizona. I did not get burn after. There's reading. just a lot of them that they're sometimes too weird for me to yeah. really latch onto and mm-hmm. leave going loved that. A lot of times I leave going, I get it. I think, mm-hmm. uh, or like, <laughs> still didn't like I, it. <laughs> I liked it kind of, uh, right? And that's not necessarily what I want when I see a movie. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, on the other hand, yeah. I left going, can I see it again? And it turns out I couldn't, because mm. it was already midnight. But like, yeah. holy crap, I loved that yeah. movie. That's a great movie. Yeah. That is maybe my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. Ooh. That's a strong opinion, because yeah. there's like a hundred of those. Save I, that for a different bracket. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, take. different Spider-Man movies? Yeah, yeah. I would be up there. Yeah. I, I left going. I think that's my favorite Spider-Man movie. Yeah, it's great. It's got um, everything you'd want. Tom Holland is my favorite live-action Spider-Man, but mm. that Spider-Man movie was perfect. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And like the the way they did the um, like the the way that they made it look like a comic book mm-hmm. yeah. with like all the smudges and like it kind of being like kind of trying to be like 3 d ish like it's just really well done movie. And the soundtrack was awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm not a big Post Malone fan, but like. Yeah. I went. And, I went and got the album of Into the Spider Verse after the movie. Anyways, yeah, I listened to it on my way home from the theater. Yeah, they did so much more than they had to yeah. in that movie. Yeah, and it really shows. Like, it's if it wasn't a good movie, nobody would care that they added smudges to yeah. the or that they frame rate of little spider of uh, the main Spider Man is different than um, the new girls guy. What's his name? Wait, what? Say that. Roll it back for me. Jake Johnson. So. Young Spider-Man Miles Morales, like his, uh-huh. he's filmed at like he's like drawn at twelve frames per second, I think, and Jake Johnson's Spider-Man is filmed at twenty-four frames per second, so he's way more fluid. Oh, and cool! So it makes him look really janky because oh. he doesn't really know he doesn't he's not in touch with his Spider-Man skills. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, stuff like that that they added and they like and like it makes for a great Spider-Man movie. Yeah, because. That character, like I don't know, it just they just went the next level mm-hmm. on like so many things that they didn't have to, and also the fact that it was a good movie, good yeah. storyline, um, well cast, great soundtrack, like you said, just everything worked so well, and also they went the an extra mile in all of those small categories, like every single person on every aspect of that movie was going. The next level and doing the best they could for a movie that nobody wanted, nobody yeah. was asking for an right. animated. I remember saying, "I don't want to see that movie." Like when I first heard it, I was like, "I don't want to see that." And I came out, I was like, "That movie was awesome. Let's the, see it now." The thing that moved that movie for me from a good movie to top tier was the side characters. Right? Mm-hmm. Was John Mulaney yeah. as Spider Ham yeah. or whatever? Uh, Leave Schreiber as Kingpin. King yeah, that was great. And then Nick Cage as Spider yeah. Noir. Yeah. And I honestly didn't even recognize it as Nick Cage for the first like, couple <laughs> of lines. It took my wife going, is that? And I go, it's Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Be quiet. Nick like, Cage is talking. Nick Cage is talking now. Like, like every line he has in that movie is so ridiculous. It is so over the top. I'm taking this cube. I don't understand <laughs> it, but I will. <laughs> and, then, and then, too, like, I kind of forgot, too, now we're just on a Spider-Verse kick, but, like, when when it opens yeah. up with Chris Pine talking about, like, I'm the only Spider-Man, I was like, that's not Jake Johnson? Who is this? What movie am I in? I was, like, freaked out. Yeah. And then they killed a Spider-Man on screen for yeah. the first time ever? That's totally, uh, yeah, that yeah. was 
That's a great movie. There, said. How is the wind blowing in here? We're in a basement. The wind follows me everywhere. <laughs> and the wind smells like rain. <laughs> spider noir. So, just spider noir. He crushed it. Sometimes I let matches burn down my fingertips just to feel something. <laughs> Everything he says is so ridiculous. He has like not one like just like normal one. And so I think this is a great matchup because we're seeing two very genre-specific movies, right? Yeah. They're very niche movies. But one where Nick Cage is starring, and one where Nick Cage is a side role. That's a good point, too. I think and we both... just spent five minutes talking about the other one. Yeah. I think both directors filmed and, like, and directed Nicolas Cage perfectly. Like, they knew what they wanted Nicolas Cage to do. They knew what they wanted his role to look like, and they knew what he could do. And they led him to do that. They let him do that however you want to say it, they've got what they wanted out of Nicolas Cage and the movie is better for it. Mm -hmm. I think that's really tough to do. I think a lot of people can veer one way or the other depending on, I don't know if it's how good of a director they are, but that's this is a tough one. Like Surprisingly, I think like, I'm with, with Drew. That, go ahead and give us your vote. That's why it's tough because I don't want to knock... Raising Arizona because I'm also not a, the biggest Coen Brothers fan. I understand why their movies are good, but I do, like you said, I don't go to movies for what the reason they like their movies are made for a specific yeah. type of. Is this viewing. like a producer for you? Like you understand what it is, but <laughs> you like don't you don't understand, understand why you should care. <laughs> if you want to open up the producer door, <laughs> I ask that we save that for another podcast <laughs> specifically, so that I can fight you on that. But I think, uh, just from the hip, I'm going to go Raising Arizona. Boy, wow. I know. Curve I just explained ball. I didn't understand it, but I yeah. think they gave him a bigger role, and they got essentially the same performance out of him. I'm, I would probably choose Spider-Verse as a movie I'd watch better, but I'm, I'm viewing this as a Nicolas Cage movie list, and so I'm going to pick Raising Arizona. Uh, interesting. Into the Spider-Verse, hands down. I'm going to go Into the Spider-Verse as well, because... You fought a good fight, though. I understand. Yeah. I think it's... The perfect Nick Cage yeah, movie. Yeah, perfect Nick Cage role. Yeah. Yep. He needs to not carry, and he needs to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> so that would be uh, that would be it for the first round of uh, Nick Cage bracketology. Uh, to recap, The Rock beat Face Off. Uh, Kick-Ass beat Gone in 60 Seconds. Spider-Verse just beat Raising Arizona. And National Treasure beat Con Air. Moving into round two of Nick, Nick, Nick Cage bracket. Uh, first uh, matchup is The Rock versus Kick-Ass, and I am just torn. Wow. I, can't, I will not sleep tonight. I am so torn. I know exactly where I'm going. I oh, wow. also not torn. Listen, I need The Rock to win this. Wow, Like I really? need most things in my life. Okay, and like air. The, the Rock is food. a foundational movie for me. And again, like we mentioned earlier, Sean Connery and Nick Cage feeding off each other. You know, Sean Con or uh, Sean Connery being like, "Oh, your best losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and f the prom queen." Yeah, and mm. Nick Cage really just looking him left. in the eyes, going, "Carla was the prom queen." <laughs> then he got the good, right? <laughs> really, <laughs> like just like it's. Perfect. Yeah. It's one being cool and delivering lines, and the other one just feeding off at his energy. 
It's cool action. Michael Bay, he's hit or miss. We we don't have to get into that. But like this one was a slam dunk. I mean, he knocked it out of the park. This one was perfect. Hmm. The Rock is just a better movie overall. I like Kick Ass. I think Nick Cage did great in it. He crushed his part of that movie. He absolutely locked that down. Perfectly cast for that role. But overall, I just like The Rock more. I think that he. He's a bigger part in that one also. That's not my only deciding factor, but it does play in. Uh, he did great in both of them, but he plays a bigger role in The Rock. I also like that movie better. I'm choosing The Rock. Wow. I'm sad because I choose Kick-Ass, obviously, but it's fine. Do you want to give your defense? No, no, it's fine. I, I've, I've already talked about Kick-Ass a whole lot. I love Kick-Ass. I like The Rock, too, though. So if it's going to lose, it should lose to The Rock. It, it's That's uh, honorable. Mm-hmm. I think if it had been on the other side of the bracket, I think it would have made it to the finals, but that's fine. You got a bad pairing. One and three meet up in the second round. It happens all the time. It's, yeah, it happens. Yeah. I guess it doesn't really happen all the time. Usually the brackets are bigger, but what are you going to do? It's a limited podcast. It is. It's a limited podcast. Which brings us to the second matchup of round two, which would be Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse versus National Treasure. What a difference of movies we have there. You kick us off. Where are you, where are you thinking? I, while I do love National Treasure, I'm definitely going to go Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, National Treasure is a great movie. Love Nick Cage rolling it, but Into the Spider-Verse is just awesome. Better movie all around. Drew? This one's I'm, not, I'm split on again. Uh, you know, National Treasure was my one seed. I think um, when I think of Nicolas Cage, I think of National Treasure. But seeing these movies side by side, I'm going to go Spider-Verse. This is a real Sophie's Choice moment. You're right. Wow. Yeah. Like if I if you were to if you were, yeah if you were to give <laughs> if you were to list out all of Nicolas Cage's 100 films, and I and I had to choose Nicolas Cage's movie, this yeah. is I would choose National Treasure. But if you're putting National Treasure up against right? Spider-Man it into the Spider Verse, yeah, gets real. I cannot I'm definitively gonna... say National Treasure is better than Spider-Man into the Spider Verse. Can't do it. Can you? No, no. There it I, is. Like I, I agree with that. The the movies themselves, but. Man, one is truly a Nick Cage movie. Very rarely do you see a good movie that Nick Cage carried mm-hmm. as a main actor that wasn't just terrible. Did he though? Hey, I, we I talked about did. we talked about that he had a good supporting cast around him, yeah, right? I think he but did. But he was the main protagonist. Whereas, like in The Rock, you know, he clearly splits it. In Kick Ass, he is a small character. Spider Verse, he is a small character. National Treasure is. Him, and while there are other good supporting characters, nobody else shows up in the poster. It's just him and the Illuminati yeah. triangle, right? Like, I guess the Illuminati made this movie good. I don't know, but like, I think it's Nick Cage. So I, I'm gonna go National Treasure. Mm. But at this point, I guess it's too late. It's no one spin into the wind. Into you the Spider Verse wins again. Into the Spider Verse. It, it won an Academy Award earlier this year. Then it beats out National Treasure. And the naked cage, Nick Cage bracket. Why do I keep saying naked? I'm trying to say Nick know. Cage you, you bracket. Got that Con Air accent going. <laughs> who could have seen? So as we move into the championship round, uh, The Rock versus Spider Verse. I feel like this might be a good opportunity to take a little break and uh, reflect on the bad Nick Cage movies. We've been talking about the ones that did really well, that excelled. But part of the reason we love Nick Cage is because he's got awful yeah. about mm. yep. 50%, if not more, of the time. Like, mm. he just, so bad. Uh, I, there are a lot of bad financial decisions that went into this. Plays he, into it. He had to take a lot of roles that he didn't want to. I didn't know that. But uh, 
you know, at the end of the day, he also just isn't the best at He can't take a bad script and make it okay. He takes a bad script and makes it laughable. Mm-hmm. And which is another reason why people love it. Yeah. So let's get into some of your bad your best bad Nick Cage movies. Right off the bat, National Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I do think, oddly enough, Face Off made it through the first round, but I think it could also be an awful, terrible, one of the worst Nicolas Cage movies. That's upsetting. And it's one of those movies that because it's Nicolas Cage and because it's John Travolta and because it's John Woo, I think he's a great director, but with all those together, like you don't go into that being like, I want, you don't watch that movie to be like, I want to watch a really Academy Award winning Oscar nominated movie. You go into it watch, wanting to watch Face Off. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you want to watch Face Off. <laughs> but it is not a good movie. It is a great Nicolas Cage movie. It is fun, but... Man, they are two crazy people turning it up to 11 and just trying to top each other. My, my favorite bad Nick Cage movie is hands down The Wicker Man. That is one of the worst movies of all time. And I will watch it whenever it comes on at any point in time. And I will sit through the whole thing. <laughs> because it's so bad that it is so good. So uh, for me, Nick Cage is The Wicker Man, which I think is actually a remake. Uh, but what? Yeah, it's a remake of like an old horror movie. And then they got Nick Cage to do the remake, and it's just, at no point are you actually scared at all or, like, anticipating anything. It's just him running around like a crazy yeah. village with bees in his eyes. Just screaming. Just screaming. How to get burned? Knocking How to get burned? How to get hats burned? off children. Punched like, a it's bear just in the so face. bad. He punches a bear in the face at one point. What? Like, it, have you never seen The Wicker Man? I have not. Or no, no, no sorry. He's dressed up like a bear. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, he's a bear and he punches like a nun or something. Yeah, 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 like a yeah. crazy it's just, village islander. It's did the not worst think, movie ever. I did not think that that sentence could have gotten better <laughs> than he punched a bear in the face. But he's you're dressed me, as a bear. Nicholas Cage was the bear <laughs> and he punched a nun. Yeah. No, I have to see this movie now. Yeah, you do. You do. It's uh, available on streaming devices. Wicker Man, one of the worst movies ever. It happens to start Nick Cage. Uh... Man, there are so many. Uh, you know, Drive Angry, uh, Bangkok Dangerous, Knowing. Those are all just objectively Bangkok bad. Dangerous. I think Moonstruck for me mm. just really drives home. Mm. This guy might be on lithium, like all the time. <laughs> like this dude's insane. Uh, he takes a role that is should be fairly straightforward. And turns him into a utter psychopath that I cannot for the life of me explain why Cher, well, first of all, I can't explain why she's in a movie, mm. ends up in a relationship with this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a baker who cuts off his hand in a slicer and blames his brother for it and then just screams about it all the time in classic Nick Cage fashion. If you haven't seen Moonstruck, you should, just for the sheer... Jaw dropping! What the f- did I just see? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fan. It's fantastic for the fact that it's bad. My, uh, also, I would love to recommend you hop on YouTube and search Nicolas Cage breaks down his most I think it's iconic roles mm-hmm. and his explanation of the director not letting him do what he wanted and I don't want to get too far into it to ruin it, but. He went into that trying really hard to be 
incredible, and you get Moonstruck. <laughs> and what you get is Moonstruck. It's worth it's worth a watch. I know it's like twenty or so minutes, but he breaks down a lot of his roles that we've talked about today, and it's interesting to see how Nicolas Cage views Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Before we move back into the championship round, let's talk about some notables uh, that we also considered in our lineup. Uh, Joe was one of them. Lord of War. Yeah. Uh, Matchstick yeah. Men. Uh, he he's done some some good movies. Um, yeah. A hundred of them, you know. Exactly a hundred. That's gonna... almost more unbelievable than any. He's a an extra in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I mean, wow. He's he's in a movie that was released directly to Netflix, and I watched it like three weeks ago, and I can't remember the. It's uh, it's he's like. It's like a it's a dystopian future where like we don't have any water or whatever post apocalyptic, and he's like got to go and make sure everybody's doing the right rations of water and stuff, and it's just the worst movie ever. And I said that about Wicker Man. I truly think he might be the worst actor of all time, but he's also got an Academy Award and he made The Rock. So I don't know what a conundrum, an enigma, if you will, right, Drew? Yeah. So here here we are in the final championship round. We come down to. The one seed, The Rock, versus the four seed, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mm. I did not see this coming. Yeah. I uh, got everything in my body wants me to vote Spider-Verse. Um, I just don't know if I can vote against The Rock, even though I just did with Kick-Ass. It's just Sean Connery being dethroned by <sighs> Jake Johnson animated feature. <laughs> it's just really tough for me to get my head around. Seems uh, sacrilegious. Ah, you know what? Screw it. Why not? Spider-Verse. Chalk me up. Wow. Are you saying that because you are... Anarchy. I feel sure. like y'all are both about to just shoot it down. So what as, if... It might as well get one. And in that case, that leaves the pressure on you guys. I went with my heart. Oof. Uh, I would say... I know I didn't vote for it in the last round. Well... Oh wow! You have to go Spider Verse. Well, if, if, if you're about to, if you're about to switch, I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> if this comes down to good, uh, good. I need more time to think. Yeah, you go, yeah. you go. Um, these are two great movies, two phenomenal movies, and it's it it really is a sucky position to have to decide which is the better movie. Mm-hmm. And they're both winners. Right? I mean, honestly, if they're both on the TV, you're flipping back and forth between both of them, hoping that the commercials line up so that you don't miss that much yeah. of either one. Um, The Rock is iconic in Hollywood. It's one of the top movies. It's is it though? I would say so. It's in the Criterion Collection, which I right, I think is a big deal. It's not to everybody. Not a lot of people know about it, but it's people who like movies that apparently have good taste. <laughs> you can argue with them, uh, but they decide what movies should be kept for. The future, in case of, I guess, a nuclear explosion or whatever. Which Nick Cage would probably help solve. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Via the Declaration of Independence, I think. Of course. Um, And it upsets me that National Treasure is not in here. But The Spider Verse is great, awesome movie as well. I think Nicolas Nicolas Cage plays too small a part in that one to go up against The Rock. Um, He he's perfectly cast in that one. He crushes it. He locks down that role. But in The Rock, he also crushes it. He also brings it. He goes up against Sean Connery and brings it. He is not the... He's, this is, I, I said it earlier that I thought Sean Connery carried that movie, and he may 
do a little bit, but without Nicolas Cage, you don't get The Rock. And so he brings it just as much, and The Rock is so great of a movie, such a big role, I'm giving it to The Rock. Bam. Tiebreaker. Drew Crawford, what do you got? I think I also got to go with The Rock. Wow, he, he gosh it's, dang it. It's it's truly a Nick Cage movie versus Spider-Verse. You were just is... going to go with whoever talked last. You're so easily swayed. Well, you talked first. Stand that's up your for own, something. That's your own fault. Stand up for something. Well, stand and Says the man who said, I'm choosing Spider-Verse because I think y'all two are going to choose The Rock. I still I still would rather watch Spider-Verse than The Rock. Really? Yeah. If I, I'm going to sit down and watch a movie, I, I watched Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse like four times last week alone, so... No, yeah, so I still do think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is a better movie. But The Rock is great. They're both good. They're both, they're both favorites. Just one is more favorite than the other favorite. There so you go. So we have a champion. We solved it, everybody. It's The Rock. In case you're all wondering what's the best Nicolas Cage movie, it's now locked in stone. Objectively, The Rock is the best. Locked in stone. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Not the Podcast You Deserve. Calling the podcast you need it. Mm. If you... Feel like we missed a good Nick Cage movie, or you want to rant about your favorite bad Nick Cage movie? Email us at what's the email, Kyle? N T Y P. That's not it. Not the Go again. NTP YD podcast at gmail.com. I thought that'd be easier to remember. Super nice. Thanks for joining us.